Hey everybody, welcome to the regular search for truth. My name's Scott. And I'm Sachin. And boy, do we have a show for you today. Jam-packed. Full, to the brim, I would say overflowing. My cup runneth over. My goblet runneth over. If I had a stein, it would be running over too. I have a barrel. It's running over. That's just got a mess. It's got to be a mess. <laughs> My toilet's running over. <laughs> I had a dream recently about that. It was yeah. really gross. I, 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 I had a gross dream, too. Let's hear yours. I don't even want to go into no, it. No, come on. Like, let's hear it. I don't this know. Somehow I was, on, I was on the toilet and, like, somebody like walked in and like i was like hey man you know and then it was like and then like i was like whatever you mean, hey man in in protest like don't yeah. walk in right now I'm yeah on and oh. then like i flushed it and it's like of course like it overflowed you know <laughs> it's like oh man you know it's like really gross like and it's like sometimes when that happens to you where like somebody catches you off guard and something bad happens to you it's like even though it's not really their fault you want to blame it on them hmm. it's like oh man if you hadn't walked in like i wouldn't have screwed that thing up you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not talking about my dream anymore right, i'm just right, talking right. about it in general uh, well. but yeah I, somehow i felt this like compulsion to blame the person i don't even remember who walked in or like what they were doing and it was kind of like they didn't like it wasn't like oh, oh i'm sorry they closed it right away it was like Hey, I'm like, <laughs> let's, hey. Have a, let's have a conversation right now. <laughs> let's let's not let's let's you go away. And well, I'm you're like... on your dream toilet, apparently. But I mean, it was your dream. You wanted that person there. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the things in that in your dream are what you want. It's just kind well, of like... they they say it's expressions of fears, and and everyone in your dream is you. So you walked into yourself pooping. I I think I need to know more about that. <laughs> I don't know. These are just little snippets of crap I've heard. I have no idea what that's. What was your scary or gross dream? Oh man, my weird gross. It was it was a bathroom dream also, and I think these things happen when like you're at night. You actually have to go to the bathroom. Oh, maybe, maybe. Like that's I think that's my reasoning at least. I feel like I often wake up from those dreams, and I'm like I feel kind of grossed out because I just had a gross dream. You know, it's like oh in my in my dream, like. I was taking a dump everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't hold it, you know, in my dream. And then I wake up and it's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, or you're peeing everywhere, or something like that. I've had dreams where I peed in garbage cans and stuff like that. And then I'm like, and then I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I just peed in the garbage can. It's not going anywhere. You can't flush that. Maybe you're having a dream about beta breakers. Oh, man, all the Beta Breakers people were going by our apartment on Sunday morning. It was it was ridiculous. It's like the one the one day of the year when all the white kids from the marina decide to dress up and act crazier than the people in the tenderloin. And so they're brave enough to actually go through it. It's, I mean, like, I don't know, 8 o'clock Sunday morning, you just hear these people going, Woo! <laughs> Actually, we had the exact same thing right outside my house. Oh, were they? Was it actually the raceway there, or were no. they just on their way to it? They were on their way to it. They were yeah. just like basically coming in halfway in. Yeah. And it was like uh, it was craziness. Yeah. And actually, it was all day that was happening. Like you said, eight in the morning they were doing that, mm -hmm. and then uh, pretty much all day, like the the race went from eight to twelve, and then from twelve to about eight p.m. It was just like woo. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. People just acting uh, interestingly. I feel like Beta Breakers is, has sort of become 
an enormous like frat Halloween party. It's completely that. Actually, my friend was saying that uh, she just moved here, mm-hmm. and she was saying, "Oh, I thought it was Beta Breakers, like some sort of frat thing." Oh yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and actually it's funny because even me growing up, I grew up in the area and I'd always just heard about Beta Breakers, like on right. the news, whatever. Yeah. And we never ran it and we lived in the South Base. We didn't like live in San Francisco. So I always thought it was Beta Breakers also. And also because there used to be... As opposed to Bay 2 Breakers. Yeah, and there used to be a store called Alpha Beta. All right, I remember that store. And I was like, oh, Alpha Beta, Beta Breakers. Okay. You know, I didn't know what Beta was. Right. I didn't know yeah. what Alpha was. So I just thought Alpha Beta is, okay, that sounds cool. We're going to Alpha Beta. And then I heard Beta Breakers, and, and now, only, like, probably 20 years later, I'm like, oh. <laughs> they run from the bay to the ocean. Or the breakers. Exactly. And it's just, but, yeah, it's completely overrun with drunk people. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, there must be just a lot of people who come into the city just for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, actually, my friend and I went this, oh, yeah. this year, and, I mean, I, I've actually, I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but... Um, I it's a, a little much like the whole thing is just a little bit yeah. much you know it's like kind of crazy I think it's fun just to see all the crazy people but I don't like I, I don't really dress up around like that not that I should not that I, I I am opposed to it or I, I I think it's wrong but I think all the other people all the other stuff people do is really wrong it's just like like what are they pooing everywhere pretty much <laughs> oh my dream came true yeah I was gonna say like I mean that's why I brought it up I mean like literally like you know uh, when it rains. Or like uh, when maybe there's a, um, a flood of something or a truck leaks something. There's sort of like a little um, r- small river of water that right, sort of just yeah. forms. Yeah. It's like there was that happening. But it wasn't water. Uh, like we were in the panhandle. And, yeah, we were in the panhandle and there was just like rivers of it just kind of like forming, you know. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow. That, you know, uh, one of my coworkers actually... Uh, lives on what is that alamo square yeah or something there. oh my god she was saying that it was like it was really gross there were people like peeing on her doorstep and stuff like that no man i went by there and it was like solid the entire road was just solid people yeah in you in like costumes and just like completely you know just having a good time or whatever and it was just out of control my reaction to that her statement of course was that people pee on my doorstep every day <laughs> it doesn't take a special race for that to happen not in the loiny parts of the city. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, at least, I mean, I guess they, uh, there wasn't quite the mass, you know, uh, it, yeah. in, in the tenderloin, or there isn't quite the mass that there is when there's the beta breakers. No, I mean, it was like anywhere you looked, you were seeing somebody just like going to the bathroom. Yeah. It or was crazy. Or... Actually, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. I, I didn't really see anybody who's out of control or violent or that stuff. I just, a bunch of people having a good time, but just, like, eventually had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I guess that happens. And they had a ton of porter patties out there, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, like... <laughs> Someone was taking their time in there. You literally have, like, I don't know, 100,000 people, maybe, you know, drinking yeah. all day and, like, over a seven-mile race course. And they're not, like, walking very fast. They're, like, meandering... Crawling to meandering at, at at best, you know, and it's like they're not gonna go anywhere. There's nowhere to go. There's no bathrooms except for the porta potties, you know. And there's there's lines behind every single one of them. It was fun though. <laughs> a good time had by all. Good time had by me, except I, for the street sweepers. They had a rough oh time. man, it was crazy. And, <laughs> and like actually, when I went, I, I mean, I, I go and I was like, I went to the bathroom before I went out before I left, and then I went and I had like a beer. 
Or two. So were there like street beer vendors? No, I just bought some. You just, before, I bought oh, some okay. at a liquor store right. before right. I went. And then I had some. And then I was like, okay, I, can't, I shouldn't have any more because, you know, obviously I'm not anywhere near a bathroom. And I don't want to be drunk at like, you know, one in the afternoon or mm-hmm. even 10, 10 in the morning on a Sunday. It's just kind of weird. So I had whatever. Just like joined in, had a beer, walked around. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. And then met up with some other people and we had like lunch somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. But I don't know. I don't know if it was like your dream or not. Maybe a little more happy. Yeah, my dream was a dark and and like gnarly and like a shameful dream. It was like it was like oh god. It was you know it was really weird. I was in like a a tennis esque match. Like it was it was it was like the size of a ping pong game, but it was tennis where the net was actually on the on the ground. You know, <laughs> as opposed to and it, but it was like a full size net, but it was just like the court was maybe like fifteen feet yeah, yeah, long, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and then it was just like, oh god, you know, it was like suddenly there was like a poo party <laughs> in you, my dream. Do your dreams always the, happen in slow motion? I don't know. They happen at the speed of thought. That's pretty fast. Uh, I feel like mine are always in slow motion, or else cause it's like when I wake up, there's not really a ton happened, but I just like I've been thinking about it for so long. I think that actually, though, your dreams happen incredibly fast, like in in real time. Oh, okay. You know, it's like they occur more or less in you know in seconds before you wake up, and those are the ones you remember. Oh. Even though it seems like... So, but you, because you you think you've been asleep for like an hour or three hours or whatever, you thought it was three hours long. Yeah. In, yeah. in sense, But in sense, only like a concept and like maybe a slight plot developed and then you woke up. Right. You're like, yeah. oh, I was playing tennis and it was 15 feet long and I had to go to the bathroom. Or and it's I woke just, up. you know, a series of images right, that right, you've right. sort of tied together or whatever. I see, I see. The images of my latest weird dream happen to be disgusting, but <laughs> sometimes they're beautiful. <laughs> beautiful yeah have you ever had a beautiful dream yeah i think i've had beautiful dreams yeah i have i had a dream where i woke up the next day and i was i was like in love really yeah wow it was great wow i was like i gotta go find that girl wow that's a that's a very positive dream but i, I happened to be thousands of miles away from that girl at the time so wow. it wasn't really gonna uh, well that's good happen in reality but i did just feel really great that's good. you know i woke up from that dream and i was just like oh Life is so good. Was that when you were depressed when you uh, when you woke up? No, because I mean, you know, it was not. It, I felt really good. I felt happy. All right. You know, it was it was like all right. That was so good. I can't. And it, you know, the the girl in the dream was really just the face of someone who I had known in the past that was pasted onto you know some concept of uh, a woman or something. You know, it was it was not a real thing but it just it like the dream just sort of made i felt so happy and at ease and it like peace in the dream it was great oh yeah do you ever get uh this thing called i I don't think it's called deja vu i think there's a couple different versions of deja vu there's like Mm. deja vu and like presque vu and like all sorts of other vus and i think this one that i'm referring to something like that It's like this one that i'm thinking about is like when you wake up from a dream and then you kind of see what you saw in a dream or Ooh. later on, or like whatever, like it's not even like you said, you forget about dreams, right? And then right. like uh, a couple hours later, you'll see something. And you're like, I dreamed about that. You know, like I, it comes think, back to you. I think I had that when I was a kid. Okay, you know? okay. Or, 
Or that happened to me once. It was the craziest thing. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's happened to me a couple times, but the last time I remember, I was, uh, I was on the bus, and this guy was watching Sex and the City on his iPod. For some reason. This was in the dream? No, no, this is in, in real reality. life. Okay. Which is, like, weird enough. It's like, A, why are you watching this movie? B, why are you a dude? And why are you on the bus doing this? You know, that's weird. Like, I think. Like, usually it's it's the women who are really into that. And then, and then watching on your iPod, that's just, like, a little much, I think. There's no accounting for taste. Yeah, and maybe I'm being very judgmental. Maybe, you you know, if you want to watch that, I guess go ahead. But then I was like, wait, did I dream about this? Did I did I dream about this? <laughs> And I couldn't remember what part of it I had dreamt about, or like it was like some other singer that I had dreamt about, or like Barbara Streisand or something like that. I forget. Mm-hmm. But it was like, wait, I had a dream about something about this. You know, it was so weird. And it's like I couldn't piece it all together because it was like three or four hours later. But yeah. I was just like, have I been here before or something like that? It was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. Dream javu. Dream javu. I think it's something French. If you knew what, what dreams dream? meant, French. Mm, how do you say dream? What's it like in Spanish? Dreams are sueños. Hmm. I don't know then. We'll look it up. All right. With the flip. <laughs> <laughs> I have though had had. You know what I've had more recently than than the sort of uh, like oh I dreamed that, but I do remember that sensation, and I think it happened more when I was like a little kid. Huh. But uh, but I have had situations where I've been in places that I hadn't been since I was young. And then, mm. and, and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this image of this place. And I had forgotten it, you but now happened? it's, now it's back. And, and, you know, maybe the image did pop into dreams in time, you know, also, but. No, I've definitely had that also. And it's like, especially because, yeah, you have this image of it and, and it almost feels like a dream because it's so long ago. It was a different person, you know, like yeah. I'm such a, like the person I was 20 years ago, is like not even a person I know anymore. You know, just like I can only claim that my body did that, but I can't even say that I would even do that again or that I wanna, would want to do that again. It's just like a different person, different experience completely, right? Interesting. And uh, I've had that where, you know, it happens a lot when you when you move to a city for the first time sometimes or when you go to a place for the first time, there's all these like new like getting to know you, getting to know the place, right. getting feelings, right? Or like your friends who live there will take you around. Oh, this is the laundromat. This is the this, this is the that. And it's right. almost overwhelming. It's like, oh, this is so cool. And then like when you finally live there for like a year and you get all the, all the rhythms of it and all the motions of it and all like, oh, I know where everything is. And then you finally go back to the place that you first went to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, you, you kind of rediscover things twice. You know, like if I, if for example, you moved to San Francisco and you never lived here and I took you to Alamo Square. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be like, this is just another park in the city and there's like a thousand blocks in the city and I live, you know, in the Tenderloin. I would never come here. Yeah. But then one day it's like, oh, let's go to Alamo Square, like just to see what's going on. And you're like, oh, Sachin brought me here on my third day in San Francisco. I now right. remember this. I can't, you know? Right. Well, you know, that happened to me. Uh, when was it? We, uh, you and I and, and several friends were out. I think it was a birthday. I don't know. Are we allowed to say people's real names? I'll give them a code name. Was it the Bosnian girl's birthday? Oh, yeah. The Bosnian. That's a great name. <laughs> Everybody's getting a country name from now on. You remember that? I think it was that, and we went to some like dance club bar place. Yeah. And I hadn't been there. Oh, right, right, I, right, right. I right. walked into this place, and I had totally forgotten about its existence, but I had been there maybe like, four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, 
I've forgotten about this place. And yeah, like to some degree, you know, I'm I'm closer to being the same person I was five years ago than I was 25 right, years right, ago. Right. But uh, but it was like, whoa, you know, like I have changed and this place yeah. hasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that kind of way about airports a lot. I've been to a lot of airports. Where, oh, yeah. You know, because I've only, I mean, I've been in airports and I've, I've been fortunate to travel a lot. So I, I've been in a bunch of airports. But, you know, obviously I don't have them memorized in the back of my hand or whatever. But when I get there, I'm like, oh. I think we should go this way because I'll bet there's like a coffee shop over here. Right. You know, yeah. like, oh, there's a coffee shop right there, you know, or yeah. we should go this way because I'll bet there's like a really cool place to sit down. You know, it just feels like that's what should be over there, you mm-hmm. know, but I can't tell you whether it's true or false. <laughs> and we go over and I'm like, hey, all right, that's cool. Let's I might right be here. imagining this. Right, right, but right. But I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's airport vu. Airport vu. <laughs> I had dance club vu. Clubez-vous. Clubez-vous. Uh, yes. Yeah. You said, okay, I'm not the same person I was when, you know, I was 10 years old and I went to this place or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, you're yeah, a totally yeah. different person. Do you think that, uh, like, this is kind of philosophical and, and whatnot, but, like, do you think your identity uh totally depends on on i guess like your memories and i think it does and i think you know i've been i've been thinking about this a lot maybe not this i thought about it a while ago mm-hmm. and i've stopped thinking about it and i've kind of come to the conclusion i'm not the same person but i mean having thought about it i just i'm not the same person i was 20 years ago or 15 years ago in high school or whatever you know there's just things i would do then that i wouldn't do now and i, I can see why i would do those things or whatever and i could see like the pictures or the stories or like you know I, I'll tell a story of something I did, and I'm like, I don't really remember doing this. I just remember telling the story. You know, <laughs> I've told this story a hundred times, yeah. and I, I don't even remember doing this anymore. All I remember is telling the story, so I'm just going to repeat to you the story as I remember it. You know, it's like, it's a weird, is that an experience anymore? It's like, did I do that? Yeah. You know, like that dream, you know, like maybe you had when you were a kid. It's like, you don't really remember having that dream or whatever, but I remember you have a memory of telling the story. Right. And that's all I can say I did. Right. You know, and like, especially, you know, I think, and it's, uh, as you move forward, these stories slowly fade. It's kind of like, uh, the airplane trails in the sky, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the airplane trail is always a mile long and it seems really long, but as you move forward, that trail gets further I and mean, more of it disappears, but right. it's always still a mile behind you. Right. So like my reality is 20 years behind me, but I can't remember anything anymore past that. Yeah. You know, I can't remember stuff from when I was 12, you know, but if you asked me 12 years ago, I I might be able to, Mm. you know, or like I, you know, it's almost like when you watch that movie Freaky Friday or any of those like parent trap where they sort of switch or not parent trap, Freaky Friday, where they switch uh, the mom and the the daughter or the dad and the son. I haven't seen that, but you've never heard of a movie like that. Well, are you talking, I remember one with like George Burns. Where he ended up in the body of his grandson or something like that? Maybe something like that. Yeah, but I mean, there's been a couple movies like that. Uh, and you're like, oh, it'd be so easy to be a kid again. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, no, actually, it's not that easy. I forgot how hard it is to be in high school. I forgot all the crap in high school that I hated. Yeah. You know, and it's like when somebody reminds you of these stories or actually on Facebook these days, people would... Um, are put, putting a lot of pictures from like in high school, like they're scanning in their old photos. Oh, really? And you look at them, you're like... Oh God! Oh God! What was I wearing? You know, and like, how could that? How could I ever have worn that? 
You know, it's like, well, it's not like you didn't, you were not trying to look bad. It's just that that was what was your reality then. Mm-hmm. Like, it was your reality to wear faded white jeans, you know, and like, uh, and moccasins. Purple shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and now, and like, you know, it was your reality in the 90s to wear your hair like kind of like this and wear huge glasses and and wear like, you know, shorts with tennis shoes. Now I could never do that. Mm. You know, the huge glasses are back though. Yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, I mean, they're back in this ironic way, I guess. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> ironic these days. But it, when I tell these stories, sometimes I just don't even remember. Like, uh, when I I did, I remember I did Half Dome. Probably oh, right. upwards of, like, uh, six or seven years ago now. Maybe even eight. And it's like, I remember certain parts of it. But I, there are certain parts I don't remember. You know, and I, I there's funny stories that I have about it. And I just... I remember telling the story more than I remember actually it happening to me anymore. Mm. Like I don't know if I told you the story, but when I went up to Half Dome, my uh, I didn't I wasn't wearing a belt and I was wearing shorts, and the button top button on my <laughs> shorts busted off, literally in the bathroom at the bottom of the trail. And you know in order to do Half Dome you have to like leave early in the morning because it's a really long trail and it gets really hot. And I was like, all right, uh, you know we're like an hour from our campsite. Because we parked outside of Yosemite, so we've mm-hmm. driven in. It's 6.30 in the morning. I'm here with seven people. My pants are falling down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, like, I'm, like, the whole way, I'm just, like, stressed out about it. Like, we're just climbing. I'm, like, well, I'll just do the zipper up and hope it stays up. Because, you know, like, <laughs> the button's not critical, but it's pretty helpful. Right? Sort of holds the zipper shut, in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, the zipper provides some some coverage, mm-hmm. but it really depends on how tight the shorts are, how loose everything is, how yeah. heavy the shorts are, all that stuff, right? Yeah, um, hopefully whole... you didn't have a big wallet and keys going Yeah, exactly, on, right? You know? So I took everything out of my shorts, put them on my backpack or whatever, and I was, like, kind of stressing out. I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Like, I'm, I can't get, ask my friends to turn around here. You know, we came all this distance, and, like, I was like, holding up my shorts with one hand the entire time. I'm like, I can't. I, you know, there's cables at the top. You can't get up, like, half dome, one-handed, holding your shorts up. What am I going to do? <laughs> and I'm, like, grabbing twigs off the side of the off the side of the trail and, like, trying to fashion sort of sort of knot out of, like, a bendy twig, you know? And, like, I, I like I'm, like, losing my mind. I'm, like, how is this going to work, you know? And then at, at some point it dawned on me, and I'm, like, I got it, I got it. Like, you know, uh, on a lot of backpacks, there's the um, sort of the hip strap. Belt, yeah. So I put the hip strap through the front loops of my shorts and then I snapped it closed right on. and so that it worked out totally the only problem was I couldn't ever take my backpack off <laughs> <laughs> and like if I if we were stopped for like a, a snack or something like that I would sit down first unsnap take off the backpack and then right. it's like okay I got it and then I would put it back on put it through the loops snap it but like I always had a backpack on it was like that it worked you know but that's all I remember about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've told this story 101 times and I don't really remember going up half. I mean, I do, but I don't remember like it's an eight-hour hike. Yeah. You know, I don't remember much about it. You remember more telling the story. The it. story, yeah. you know, and it's like I remember being that person. I remember not wearing a belt, and it's like I I always wear a belt now. <laughs> oh, you learned your lesson. It might be that I'm like I was horribly scarred, or that just like for some reason like my pants were always really big these days, or some of that. Maybe that's the style these days, or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's like I feel like I'm a different person. Like, I can't even relate to being in high school anymore and, like, doing things I did. Or even, like, you know, when I first started working, doing those things. Or mm. being so, like, I used to be kind of, like, a little more uh, reserved in terms of, like, 
trying things out. I would always sort of like stick to the same exact routine. Mm-hmm. And I do that still to a point nowadays, but I think I was even more so back then. So what about like the case of if, if you, who you are changes over time? I guess that's, that's a real sort of simple way of saying it. For sure, it. for sure. But who you are depends a lot on your memories, and, and those memories influence the choices you make and that sort of thing, and that is who you are. But what about when you get amnesia, right? Yeah, like or the born identity. Right, right. Are you the same person? Are you are you a different person? Are you responsible? Like, say you say a guy goes and kills somebody, right. and murders someone, right, right, and then they get amnesia, and then they don't do anything bad after getting amnesia. But are they responsible for exactly, exactly. the person who you know the crime they committed? And like, and that's kind of like a statute of limitations, right? Like uh, there was a case I think a couple months ago where uh, there was they found some Germany or an ex-Nazi mm-hmm. who had uh, sort of emigrated to the United States under you know the guise of not being a Nazi I guess right. somehow or maybe he was Polish or something like that and he was actually a guard in some prison camp mm-hmm. you know and they and he was like 88 years ago old or something like that and uh, he was he's old and frail and uh, they they extradited him. Yeah. They, they put him back in Germany and like put him on trial and it's like hey man the guy's old you know like just forget about it but it's like hey the guy did this thing you yeah. know and like no matter well it's like oh but he has a family now you know and he's like paid, his, repaid his debt and he's like done all these good things it's like yeah but you know he's still the same guy you're right it's like is he the same guy have you changed have you changed now and like sort of like did he suffer a great bout of amnesia right <laughs> Or even like, let's say you were teleported or something like that, right? Uh, that's like the sort of like the scientific or the sci-fi philosophical debate, you know? If you oh, like, are you the same person if you're if you're teleported? I guess you know my my theory is that who you are, your identity is constantly in flux because you're constantly being bombarded by by uh, you know input, sensory yeah. input, yeah. and also your brain is constantly interacting with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you are never exactly the same person. There are, like, certain undercurrent things that keep you the same person or that, that are common to you. And maybe if you say, okay, pair away all the other stuff, that's who you are. But, but I mean, even, like, with, like, super traumatic things, that can change. Oh, like, totally. Like, you know, amnesia yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. Uh, so, I don't know. Interesting thing to think about, though. You can write in. <laughs> Are you the same person? It's gonna take it down a notch in terms of happiness, but uh, down to a low level of happiness. There was a it was an airplane flight, I guess, that crashed in. Uh, well, there's been two recently. Mm-hmm. One was in Libya, and uh, there was only one sole survivor. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was a, a little boy from uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess like his parents. Both died, and then his brother died, and they were coming back from vacation. Everybody in the entire plane died. Kind of remember that, reminded me of that movie Unbreakable. Yeah, I remember that as well. And uh, I guess he you know, he broke both his legs, I guess, or whatever, and they put him in some hospital, and then his relatives came and flew down and met him and stuff. And they were saying uh, that the heat... For a couple days that he was, you know, he's recovering and it's this miracle story and here's what's going on. And the, the ambassador was like, oh, like we're looking up on all the details of the flight and this and that. In the meanwhile, we haven't told him that his parents have died. 
Oh, it was like a couple days where he didn't know. Uh, you know, and worse yet, the entire world knew, which yeah. is kind of this weird situation, right? It's just like, you know, on the one hand, it's like this guy, this kid is like obviously been through this traumatic situation, you know, and it's like he must know that he's in pain and like, you know, he's in the hospital. Something's wrong. Something's weird. And like, hey, where are my parents? I'm not sure if he asked that question or not, but it's like. I felt almost like I was on some sort of like a weird reality TV show where you're like watching this one guy who doesn't know this huge secret that the entire world knows. Right. And it's like not some secret like, oh, we replaced your folders with U-Ban. You know, it's like, no, your parents are dead. Uh-huh. And your entire right. family is dead, you know? That's, that story is really something almost like out of fiction. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. fact that there's one survivor. It was crazy, right? You know? And actually, it was funny because I was reading an article and they were saying, actually, it's happened a couple times. Really? Yeah. Jeez. If my plane ever crashes, I feel I feel really bad, but I want to be the guy who survives. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, there was like, oh, it's a miracle. I guess it just wasn't his time yet. Like, I guess God just, like, didn't want him to go yet. It's like, really? Like, all the other people... What about them? I guess it was their time, right? <laughs> and I guess not only that, but um, when it crashed, like the plane, you know, blew up and like crumbled and shuddered to a stop within yards of somebody's house, apparently. Oh, wow. Some guy just lived on the end of, end of the runway or somewhere downstream of this, this plane. It was like some school administrator or whatever. Yeah. And like there was like debris, like shards of stuff in his wall, I guess. Or like, oh, you know, his God. house is kind of like sooty with like plane. Yeah. And, like, literally, apparent. I mean, I didn't see the pictures, but they said it was yards within his house. I can, I'll take that to mean 15 yards. Yeah. But just imagine, like, all this stuff. Cool. You know, it's like, woo. Dodge, <laughs> dodge, dodge that bullet. Woo. I mean, there's a couple of crazy close calls on that story. Yeah. It's just, like, wild. Man. And then, uh, and then the other one that was, I didn't. I was thought it was weird also was I guess there was a plane in Afghanistan that crashed and 46 people died. Well, I think, and it sounded like all of them died or they haven't even found the plane yet. It's just kind of unaccounted for or something. But I read a headline and it was like three British foreigners or three British nationals on plane that went down. That was the headline. Really? There's 46 people that are missing and three people that thought that is, are you like enticing me to read the story or is that why you're telling me to read the story? How about, Plane goes down, 46 lost. Does it matter what nationality they are? So I think you're, you're saying that there's sort of an inherent uh, either racism or, or nationalism in the... Well, yeah, the I mean, world. I don't think it's racism. I think it would be even bigger headline if it was U.S. citizens because we're in the U.S. Yeah. You know, maybe in Britain it's a big story. But even yeah, in I Britain, mean, it's like, okay, you know, plane goes down and then like first paragraph, second paragraph, unfortunately, three British nationals were on that plane, you know, Whatever. Or, I mean, maybe not even the first or second paragraph. It should be further down. But it's like, what happened? How many people died? That's crazy. You know, that's terrible. And then it's like, oh, and, you know, closer to home, three of those people were on this plane who, right. lived, who lived in our country. But what the, the idea is, I guess, they thought that they would grab more people's attention, more of their readership, maybe? Maybe. You know, which I think, I think that sort of implies a... a if not racism, a a some ism. <laughs> There's an ism at work there. Uh, a Western centrism, I guess, which maybe is more forgivable than than racism or whatever. But it's saying, I mean, in in essence, it's saying like like 
these were the the more important people to you later yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and and it's yeah. making that decision for you yeah which uh which i feel like i feel like there's something there's something kind of wrong about it's kind of like this localism yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say. I mean, like... That it's sounds like, like a bunch of surfers who beat you up when you get on their beach. <laughs> Locals only! <laughs> get out of here, man. But yeah, I mean, it's like, imagine it was like, oh, and three surfers died in a plane crash. It's like, three surfers? Oh, my God. <laughs> Are their boards okay? Oh. <laughs> Tragic, bro. Epic. Wonder if they rode the plane crash. I mean, do you think all the rest of them were Afghans? Probably there were some, like, Irani people on there and Iraqi people on there right. and things like that. Right. But, I mean, they don't get mentioned. I'm just, I mean, maybe it was all Afghani people. But still, right? Right, but they, I mean, those people have equal weight. Right. Right? Or right. do they? That's that's the question that, that the... Uh, and it just, uh... it irked me that the headline, it was like, like you said, the thing that should grab you, the thing that has the fact that you want to absorb in here. It's mm. not that the plane crashed is that there is three plane three people died on this thing and they happen to be british yeah and that there was this is in the united states like why you know in britain all right i mean still a, a a level down in terms of excusability but it's like in britain at least okay fine three brits died but i, I read this in the united states and it was from the ap right i mean i don't i mean, i think the ap is sort of this international slash u.s yeah uh, organization english-speaking world at least yeah, and it's like, I mean, they, I don't know, all the headlines I read are all U.S. headlines. Yeah. I don't read a lot of like, oh, you know, like the Tories did this or something like that, except for recently because of the whole British election thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, usually it's not U.K. headlines, it's U.S. headlines. Mm -hmm. And then there's three Brits who died. I'm not down with that. That's the end of my... <laughs> <laughs> Here ends the rant. Write in with your opinions. A regular search for truth at gmail.com. I didn't check our email, by the way. <laughs> I, I didn't get any. Um, I, I had another thing. Oh, just, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there. there's actually, putting those two stories together, there's actually an interesting episode of history. Back when the British were the uh, the bosses in, uh, in the Indian subcontinent, they sent several expeditions to Afghanistan. Right. Afghanistan being the element of one of those airplane stories. And one of these uh, expeditions had, you know, I don't know, say a couple thousand guys, you know, I don't know, a thousand British soldiers and then a thousand Indian soldiers and, and whatever. Uh, and, you know, their, uh, whatever you call the support crew, you know, right, the, right, the right, right. people that, that make it so the army can march. Uh, and they, you know, go up through the Khyber Pass into Afghanistan to try and establish British, you know, rule in Kabul or whatever. And one guy came back. Yeah. That's one of those things that it's like, whoa, that actually happens in reality? That one guy comes back? Ridiculous. Hey, man, where are your friends? <laughs> Dude, I have a story to tell you. And I mean, geez, that poor kid, though. I mean, like, can, do you, is that something that you can just sort of move on? and, and... Especially because you probably saw them all. Like, it was probably horrible. Yeah. I feel like that British soldier who came back in, you know, 1870 or whatever year it was that, that this uh, expedition happened, like, he became, like, a crazy guy on the streets of London somewhere, you right, know, or right. something like that. Like, he didn't... Or a national hero, one or the other, I guess. Maybe, well, I mean, but, or then he was a crazy guy in his bedchamber. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like he was, he, he was pinned, a lot, a lot of medals were pinned on his chest, and then he went, you know, 
at night he was nuts. <laughs> Actually, there's that famous uh, story of, I guess, of a Napoleon trying to march into uh, Russia. Oh, yeah. He took, like, a million troops or something like that. And yeah. uh, Our numbers are highly inflated, by the way. <laughs> in, like, the dead of winter or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it came back with, like, 50,000 or, yeah. you know, like, 1,000 or well, something like that. Well, that's what uh, that book War and Peace is about. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting book. Did you sort read of, all that? Yeah. It's sort of, you know, I, I read it and that I heard that it was supposed to be, like, the greatest novel of all time. And I was sort of like, eh, it was decent, it was good, but for greatest, it read a lot like a soap opera. Right, right. You know, so I'm like, eh, okay. I don't know that it really, like, in terms of the Russian literature that I've read, Tolstoy, like, told a good story, but I don't know that he really broke a lot of philosophical ground that, like, a lot of the other Russian novelists that I've read did. Right. So, well, where do you think it compares to Lolita, which is... Which is like Russian immigrant right, literature. Right. <laughs> uh, they are totally different. I mean, yeah. I mean, War and Peace is sort of this epic, you know, historical fiction thing, and Lolita is kind of about this one sort of sick guy who really loves this girl. But Lolita has been called like the best book of the nineteenth uh, of the twentieth century. Twentieth century. Yeah, or like, or the best love story I've heard it called. Uh, and it's just like well, I mean, Lolita is definitely thought provoking. I couldn't even finish it, honestly. And really? It wasn't because I was so disgusted with the the subject and like that. It's just like I just didn't care for it. You, you didn't know? care about it. Yeah. And I uh, when I moved, I I had a choice to move all my books, whatever. And obviously, books is the worst thing to move, right? So you like <laughs> you really think carefully about which books you move. You know, mm. and I did end up moving Lolita, and I still have it. And I'm like, someday I want to read it again because I just want to like come back to it. But mm. it's it's tough when you go to a book and you're like. Oh, everybody said this was the best book ever, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Well, you know, the last one of the last uh, novels I read had won a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Which I sort of feel like, I guess it's not the Nobel Prize for literature, but it's a pretty good prize. It's a prize. You know? It's right? like the yeah. Academy Award for a book. Yeah. It wasn't. It was sort of like, okay, that was decent. I don't know. I think these awards should come out with like why it's good, also. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, here's why we thought it was good, just so you know. You know, like, finish the book first, and then read it. You know? I saw that movie that was nominated for Best... Maybe did it win? Or uh, the, the Sandra Bullock movie? Oh, The Blind Side. Yeah, the Blind yeah, Side. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. won the Best Actress She won Best Actress, okay. I think the movie was nominated for It might have been, it might have been. It was really not that good. I mean, it was, it was yeah, like, you know, actually, It was funny, because we were talking about it at work, and I haven't seen it also, but one guy was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a book about or a story about some kid who got adopted and I'm like okay and uh, did he die he's like no no he went <laughs> <laughs> that would have really given it some weight you know because these movies are always having some really serious subject right, right it's like right. oh no no he went to play football I'm like oh but then he like got like hurt oh no no he did really well it's like oh okay but then uh, the woman who adopted him was somehow like uh, she was not able to bear children oh no 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 she just wanted to adopt him like oh but they had a big problem together. Like, oh, no, no, it just went really well. <laughs> like, yeah. So what is going on in this movie? Yeah. Like, why is she winning the best of... I mean, what does she do really well in this movie? I mean, I should see it before I... I'm not at all disparaging She does, she does a fine job. She yeah. does a fine job. I was just... The movie was just sort of like, meh, to me. My girlfriend, it really tugged at her heartstrings. Oh, really? Yeah, so... 
maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a, a chick flick. I don't, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't fit your chick flick mold, though. It was kind of a familyish film, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. But even then, I found it kind of dull. I kind of like some family movies. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one was sort of like there wasn't any conflict. Yeah, because a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of times these award-winning movies have a lot of like this really sort of like deep, serious issue underlying. Yeah. It, right. Or they're just really good, but I think at the heart of any good movie, there's got to be a conflict. And with this one, I feel like they were kind of in the same way that that headline said three British people, you know. And they were playing on the fact that it was, you know, a southern white family and a poor black kid. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, yeah, I'm like, when he described it, I'm like, yeah, and? But <laughs> it's based on a true story. Okay. Right. So it's like, okay, if that had been fiction, would it have been incredibly corny and almost like, uh, yeah. you know, whatever? But it was a true story, so I don't know. I'm going to make a movie about the one kid who survives the plane crash. Oh. Yeah, I mean, depressing. I don't know what. Unless he goes on to be a triumph. Actually, you know, sometimes you. I've always wondered about those movies. I haven't seen very many of them, but the movies that kind of are centered around some event that happened that really just only was like a five minute event. Mm. You know, and it's like this whole. I mean, like, really, the plane crash was a five minute event. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. and then he was in the hospital, but not really much going on. Usually those are made for TV movies. I guess, but still, <laughs> it's two, and a half, two hours long, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> What did you do? Like, I, I don't really watch those things. Maybe I, I should see one. Uh, I don't know. We, we talk a lot about things we don't know anything about here at the Irregular Search for Truth. Hence the irregularity and the search. Not necessarily finding. It's all about the journey. It's, yeah. It's not the, not the destination. Yeah. Though we, do, we have seemed to name our destination before ever getting there. Truth. That's where we're going. That's where we intend to. That's where we, up. yeah. We might end up at falsehood. Yeah. Well, I think we often do. <laughs> uh, most likely. Anyway, should we end it there? That's probably pretty good. All right. This has been the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. Thank you. And good night.